Welcome to Innovating with Your Career, presented by Ascend Canada. Ascend Canada's vision is to have a diverse and inclusive Canada where Pan-Asian talent can achieve its full potential. This will be a three-part pilot podcast series. It will provide listeners with innovation principles that are usually applied in a business context, but can be repurposed to have applicability to your career. I am your host, podcast enthusiast, Anish Patel. Today, I'd like to welcome someone who, based on his educational background and early work experience, you'd expect to work in an analytics or IT role, but has embraced the disciplines of innovation to pivot himself into the fast-paced world of marketing. We have Jeff Chan here today, who is the Senior Manager of Consumer Trends and Marketing Innovation. Welcome, Jeff. To start, can you tell us a little bit about your role and what Consumer Trends and Marketing Innovation means? So my job is about identifying the next expectation that you and I will have as a consumer. And then once I identify what it is you want next, I try to connect the dots back to how we can solve an upcoming business need. Great. How do you go about bringing it to life? Well, it depends on where you are. For me, I'm in financial services. So innovation at the bank unfolds a little bit differently. But the first thing you always need to do is you got to figure out what problem it is you're trying to solve for. Innovation without identifying the problem first is not innovation. If by chance you launch something and it worked out, it's likely a fluke that it was a success because it's not solving for an existing problem that the customer has. Also, depending on the company you're in, there's like little eye versus big eye innovation. And then there's launching it small and going big, really big. There's nothing wrong with little eye or big eye going small or going large. It's just understanding what is the risk appetite your company has. You just want to get something in market as quickly as possible. Learn from it and then iterate as necessary. If, the, if it comes back as you know bad results, I, and I use air quotes with the word bad, no result is bad. You just take what you've learned and apply it to the next thing. I think our listeners can attest. You know a thing or two about innovation. How do we take a step back and learn about how you got to where you are? So my journey to this role definitely did not happen overnight. It was definitely not planned because up until about three years ago, jobs like these did not even exist. But I guess it all started in school. So my background is computer science. I've always been pretty good at coding, but about halfway through my co-op, I realized I didn't like this. I didn't like what I was doing. It wasn't fulfilling everything I wanted a career to be. And I already knew that in co-op. And it's probably something to do with me as a kid. As a kid, I loved uh, drawing, even though I was a horrible drawer, but I loved making movies. It was like a creative outlet. I loved that stuff. I never got to do it in school. You know, I, I decided to stick with the science program. And I, and I started off as a data analyst at Dell, which satisfied the science aspect of my job, but it still didn't tap into that true passion of mine as a kid, which was the creative side. And that's where I thought marketing uh, would come in. To me, marketing felt like a good balance between art and science, especially digital marketing. As digital marketing, everything's measurable. Everything is quantifiable. I can tell most of the story just by looking at the numbers alone. So that's how I got into marketing, actually. If it wasn't for the, my science background, I would not have been able to lean into that to develop the creative side of my personality at work. I would not have been able to get the job that I have today. It also helped me to grow beyond being an introverted type of person to being more extroverted, be willing to quote unquote, put myself out there and talk to people and communicate. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even be here doing this podcast with you. I'd still be at my desk doing my work, not willing to, you know, talk to someone, maybe sometimes because of fear that I have that I might mess up. That's great context. 
You mentioned you were introverted early in your career. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that might have been part of my upbringing, and I'm not going to be stereotypical, uh, but my upbringing was my parents wanted to make sure I had good education, do well at work, but don't boast about what you're doing. Don't show off. If you're going to get rewarded, you will get rewarded. Don't ask for it. Just put your head down, do your work, and good things will happen to you. And one manager at my first job plucked me out of the data analyst pool and put me into marketing. And it's because she saw something in me. She saw some of the videos I did actually online. This was pre-YouTube, thank God. But she saw some of the content I put online. She says, there's something in you. Let me help you get into marketing. And that was the first step in me becoming more extroverted. What really got me to break out of my shell was actually here at TD. I've been lucky enough to have the right leaders come up to me at the right time to give me the right nudge to say, we need to help you unlock your full potential, uh, which was amazing. So I'm very happy and I'm very fortunate to have the right people in my solo system to help me grow as a person and as a professional. It's great to note that you had a support system in place to help you overcome it. Yeah, and I didn't even ask for it. That's the crazy thing. As an introvert, I didn't want to ask for help because I don't want to trouble anyone. But they came to me and I'm so glad that they did. I don't even remember when it actually happened, but it's, yeah, I realized I do need help. And if it wasn't for them, again, I, I likely wouldn't be where I am today. So Jeff, you've had the fortune of someone identifying talent in you. What would you tell our listeners who haven't yet been able to be noticed? Yes, it's very true. Uh, I would say, don't let fear stop you from, I'm not going to say the word bragging, but don't let it stop you from showcasing your work. Don't assume people know what you're doing. Right? It's okay to let people know. If you're proud of the work that you're doing, let people know about it. And if in a meeting, for instance, now we're going to get very tactical, but one of the reasons why I was able to kind of break out of my shell, a piece of advice that a leader had given me, it was actually had to do with meetings. So in meetings, people invite me to meetings and I would sit there and I would just listen passively. I would listen, listen, listen until someone asked me a question. Jeff, what do you think? Or do you have an opinion on that? And then I would say something. When in fact, I really wanted to be engaged. I wanted to be part of the conversation throughout the whole meeting, but I was too afraid. And for me, what kept me back was I didn't want to sound dumb. I was too afraid to say something, assuming that people would say, why would he ask that? And then I realized there's no such thing as a dumb question. You've heard that before. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Plus, if you really think about it, if you're in a work environment and you have to schedule a meeting, you're only inviting people to that meeting you know can contribute to that meeting which means whoever set up that meeting and invited me likely thought Jeff has something compelling to share in this group setting that the other people across the table won't have. Uh, when that piece of advice was shared to me, I realized, wow, that's actually true. So that allowed me to be more comfortable in voicing whatever was in my verbally out. And people would say, yeah, that's actually really true. And over time, it became easier and easier and easier to today. If I see something, I'll say it. I'll rarely be quiet. <laughs> in a room. That's awesome. It's a great way to build your brand. We've now got a pretty good background on your journey. If we were to look at your career with an innovation lens, are there principles you either knowingly or unknowingly apply to help you along the way? I would say yes and no, because technically in innovation, innovation is all about iteration, right? You scope out a narrow use case, test it in market. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, learn from it and move on, right? 
I would say whether I realize it or not, one of the guiding principles of innovation I used was to just explore the unknown. You don't know what you don't know. So I took a shot. I took a shot. I calculated the risk. And at the time, the risk was very low. So in a way, that relates back to how in innovation, you scope out what's called an MVP, minimal viable product. Right? You scope out your first use case, make sure the use case is fairly low risk, and test it in market. So in a way, that's what I did when I jumped from being a data analyst to a web analyst. The risk was worth taking, so I took it. Thank goodness it worked out, and I kept going. And had it not worked out, it would have been okay too. That's the other thing. In the, in the world that um, I get to be in, there's no such thing as a, as a fail. A fail generates learnings that I can apply to the next project. So in this jump, that first jump, if I made the jump and it didn't work out, it wouldn't be a big deal to me. In my eyes, I would just learn from it and then look for the next career path. If you had to boil up three principles that you want listeners to take away from this conversation, what would those be? So I would say the first one is pretend you're the company. If you're the company, don't be afraid of change. If you believe it at a company level and also as yourself, believe that anything is possible. So don't be afraid of change. You never know where lightning is going to strike. Secondly, I would also say just because no one's ever done it before doesn't mean you can't. And third, I would say chase your passion. That's the reason why I realized in third year that I didn't want to program. It wasn't tapping on my creative side. And I chased my passion. I wanted a role that balanced art and science. And for me, digital marketing was the answer for me. For you, it could be something totally different. So chase your passions. This is even more true in the future. As automation is coming in, it's coming in not to replace jobs. AI is coming in to automate tasks within jobs. So the entry-level job that I had, or that you may be gunning for in the near future, won't exist in a couple of years. In the future, organizations will have positions that require us to really up our game. We really have to focus on what makes us human. On the flip side, you're going to be looking for the jobs that have no mundane uh, tasks because those mundane tasks don't exist anymore. You're going to be looking for positions that fulfill you as a person. And in turn, the company is also going to have to prove to you that the job that they want you to take will be as fulfilling for you as it is for them. So chase your passions. Do what you really want to do. Because the jobs that I had and even the niche that you have today that we start off with, they won't exist in a couple of years. In the very near future, the future of work in general is going to be purpose. We're going to be looking for jobs that have purpose, that align to our values. So the sooner you understand that, the sooner you chase your passions, the more aligned you will be for this future. Great takeaways, Chad. Great principles to keep top of mind. It's unique to think about yourself as a company. About your career, how have you been able to apply those three principles in practice? I would say don't be afraid of change. It goes right back to my first job. It took some convincing, but if it wasn't for that marketing manager, I had a support system in place to get me comfortable with change. That was the first, actually, it was probably the first step I took of being comfortable with change, especially in the type of role I'm in with TD. I have to be comfortable with change. Otherwise, I can't help the bank innovate for the future. A second one I had talked about, um, just because no one's ever done it before, doesn't mean you can't, setting precedence. That's a direct analog to what I'm doing today. Everything I do today for the bank is brand new. It's gray. It's 
probably part of who I am. I love operating in the unknown. I love charting uh, a new path. Uh, again, just because no one's ever done it doesn't mean I can't do it. My final point about chasing chasing your passion that goes back to university. Um, when I when I actually had the guts to admit to myself that I don't want to do this, so I would say just have the bravery to say I don't like this or I do like this and I want to chase it. So I would say three I just gave you. Don't be afraid of change. Just because no one's ever done it before doesn't mean it's not possible and chasing your passions. All three actually don't operate in isolation. They're all part of the same thing and it has to be inside you. And it all starts with not being afraid. The act of not being afraid allowed me to actually chase what I love. They actually all operate together. They're not independent. If I didn't have all three together, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. I would probably be down the career path of an analyst. I truly believe that all three work together. If I, if one of them was missing, it would probably have changed my career path. Now that's motivating. You've used the word passion a few times today. It seems like a big driver that keeps you engaged and keeps you going. Are there tips and tricks you can share with our listeners? Don't chase a job and don't chase a job title. Chase... Uh, what you'll learn from that job and does that learning align with your passions right if it's a nine-to-five if some people want nine-to-five that's totally fine my philosophy is always about am I having fun and am I constantly learning if one of those fall off then I know it's time for me to move on to something else Great. Appreciate you sharing your truth in relation to what fuels you. Insightful context. Jeff, to wrap up, I do want to ask, as you're in innovation and being in that space, you always have to be forward thinking. What advice could you give our listeners as they prepare for the future of work? Yeah, so this is interesting. We keep hearing about the advancements of artificial intelligence and all the automation that's coming in. Well, that's already impacting the workforce today. And what we're seeing is in the future, which is already happening now, we are being hired for our soft skills. So things like people management, creative thinking, dealing with ambiguity, dealing with people in general are the skills that'll keep you alive, very employable for the future. So I would say just focus on what makes you human and you will be extremely employable going forward. Whoa, a lot of gold in that last part. Thank you for sharing. Jeff, this has been amazing. I do wanna thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Any closing thoughts? I accept PayPal for tips. (laughs) I heard about Ascend two years ago, and I just thought to myself, after I attended the conference in Toronto in October, I thought, wow, I wish this organization was in place when I first started my career. Who knows where I'd be had I had this type of support. So I'm more than happy to always come back and and have these discussions, whether it's a podcast or connecting with me through 10,000 Coffees. I'm more than happy um, to pay it forward. I do want to thank you, Jeff, once again, for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, Hopefully, our listeners have been able to get some great takeaways on applying concepts from innovating as a company to now innovating with your career. So thank you. And Jeff, is there anywhere else our listeners can go to stay in contact with you? Yep. You can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Jeff Chan at TD. Okay. Thank you everyone for joining today. This is your host signing off. Stay well and keep innovating.